your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Many of you, I think, will have heard of Hugnote because even though it's a national and international business these days, uh, it is Limerick-based. Um, and if you're thinking about sending messages to people and how you do that and you want to go beyond text, well, Hugnote is for you because it's all about music and emotion. Maybe you felt some of that when you were listening to Oasis uh, there and Jackie Meskel, uh, who along with her sister Perry is the developer of Hugnote, is with us because they were very recently in New York. New York, so good they named it twice. Good morning, Jackie, and Happy good New Year. Good morning. I feel so comfortable sitting on this seat, I have to say. Just, yes. I used to work here, in case everybody doesn't know. It's fab to be back. How are you, Joe? Happy I'm New well, Year. and you? I'm brilliant, and Happy New Year to all the listeners um, this morning. And yeah, that was, we had... A great little coup, I would call it, um, over New Year's when we had our little app that we devised ourselves and came up with this concept that didn't exist. And I remember a few years ago, we were in New York for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We actually marched in that parade, which is a whole other story. I'll tell you that over a couple of points sometime. But basically, we looked up at these billboards and we were like, gosh, I wonder, will we ever get to a point where we might be able to see hug note up there with those sort of big brands and we had that opportunity over New Year's for our New Year's hugs and it was just such a treat to see that So where was this in New York? New York in Times Square. Oh wow So Times Square is like the mecca Mm -hmm. for consumer brands. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like if you're prone to migraines don't go there because there's so many like billboards and flashing lights and everything but all the big ones are there. Coca-Cola, Disney you know it's like if you're a consumer brand, which we are, so we're about, you know, not business sort of business to business sales, but more like doing something for ordinary people and adding value to their lives and stuff like that. So um, that's where you want to be. If you're a global brand and you're a consumer, Times Square is sort of that, uh, you know, um, milestone that you want to achieve. And so we found ourselves with that opportunity there for New Year's Eve. And it was um, incredible. Like even my niece and nephew, we brought them in to see, we were actually watching online. So you could see every time that we were on the billboard and they got so excited because of course they see us working so hard. And my nephew actually said once to my niece um, that, you know, you don't want to start a startup, look how hard they have to work. It's too much hard work, do something else. So we're like, no, look, there's fun stuff too. So they were so excited. Um, So New Year's Eve, so describe the scene then. So we weren't actually there, but we had our, our hug note was there. <laughs> so we were here at home, but having like a million people um, attend that New Year's Eve party. Yeah, and um, it's just huge that whole right? run up, like the couple of weeks before that. Um, actually, Times Square is always busy. Um, but yeah, people watch as well, of course, on TV all across America. So what we wanted to do was... Um, of course, it seems like that's almost a goal in itself, but of course it's not. It's sort of a means to an end. And we wanted to sort of build brand awareness. And that's what we're trying to do now this year in, in the States. So that was the sort of idea of starting there, making a bit of a splash, setting that signal and that tone that this is where we're headed and this is what we want to do and this is our ambition. And, and can you track the positive impact of having this in Times Square? Y- you can. Now, so we're in the process of doing that at the minute. Um, so it t- it, I, for us, 
we're kind of unique in that we have these kind of peaks and troughs of use. So for New Year's, for Christmas, for Valentine's Day, that's when people really need to, to use Hugnote and possibly to send more than one message. Like at Christmas, people send hundreds of messages in one go. So it really works well for us to have a presence at those times. So what we've been able to do is very shrewdly have we've negotiated now that we can have a placement there for all those big occasions including the 4th of July so we don't need to be there every day all day throughout the year so that's good for us like if you're a brand that has to have users you know you don't have those peaks and troughs then you probably do need a presence all across the year so that keeps it I would say cost effective for us. Well, I'm wondering about that, Jackie. I mean, I is know. it very expensive? <laughs> well, here's the thing and this is what I'd like to tell everybody now it's January, New Year dream big guys because sometimes we put obstacles in place. We imagine something's going to be more difficult than it actually is going to be because we have this idea of how hard something is. And actually, it came easier than we thought. It wasn't as, as expensive as we thought. Um, there was always a way. If that's, if there's something that you want, you'll find a way to work it out. You'll find a way to negotiate. You'll find a way to make that happen. And so that's what we did. And it's so... The good thing with us as well, hug note, as you, I know you've used it, but basically when you send a hug to somebody, it's such a lovely experience when the message rolls up with the music in the background. People really enjoy it and then they go on to send a hug to someone else. So on average, every user gives us six new additional users. So it's ha- it, we don't actually need to spend that much money on marketing. So we had a budget to allocate to something around brand awareness and that just made the most sense for us. And the music that is played, I mean, it's very well-known stuff, a lot of it, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what we wanted to test and we had to prove at the beta that there was a need, because we were creating something completely new, and that we needed to prove there was a market for this, that people did want to use music for more than just entertainment, that music is all a connection to, to memories and people have a very strong emotional connection to songs. So we see that all the time when somebody will send an I love you or I miss you. Um, hug and they're in floods of tears the person who receives it because of that powerful um, emotional impact of of music which actually releases the same hormones as a physical hug which is where we, we got the name from so we wanted to prove that music could do more it could be more and that's what we did with the beta to, to prove that out so we had users in 204 countries um, huge demand and now we're building the next version of that. So that's the premium version where there will be, you know, still a freemium uh, version there for people to use for free, but also a premium version where you can use these very well-known songs that you may have memories of and send them with your message. Yes, because I mean, you and Perry, your sister, you've been very successful in terms of startup and loads of awards. I know in Limerick and nationally and beyond all of that. Um, But it's a business too. So that's how do you make money and, and how will you scale this up? Yeah, so so not to go too entrepreneurial about yeah, it yeah. I know for the listeners, but essentially the first step is proving there's market. The second step is that demand so that people will be willing to pay. So that's what we spent last year proving out that, getting that signal from the beta in terms of um, how many people would be willing to, like if you're looking for a particular song because say, not that you ever are, Joe, but if you're ever in the doghouse and you wanted to send that first <laughs> dance at your wedding song and no other song is going to do, that you would be able to to choose that song to send and a few other personalization pieces so that the premium version is a much nicer experience and more personal experience for those special occasions. And so we've done that now. And then the next step is raising investment. So we're in the process of that at the minute. So we're raising um, a pre-seed round, it's called. So that's where you have, they're called angel investors. They're not angels, but you have people who can invest something like from 50k to 100k 
um, in a startup. Um, and then we're also really excited to open up a, cro- a crowdfunding um, round this year, which means that our users can basically invest. So that's a really nice way of, like, it was important for us that we could democratise the investment side of things so that anybody could do well if we do well. A bit so, like the product. A bit like the product, exactly. And we've such, like, some of our users are so passionate about it. And we, we even had one send us this little um, framed diamond version of our logo because it made such a difference for her life and stuff like that. So with the crowdfunding campaign, users or anybody at all will be able to invest even a small amount of money and be part of our success as well. So keep an eye on our socials for that because we're really excited to kind of bring people along on the journey. Because presumably there are rights payments around the music and all of that that goes on as Absolutely. well. Because you're using there's, very well-known songs. Yeah, there's costs and that was really important for us to get the margin right there and to get the licensing strategy in place that made sense because you may have seen some other music startups <laughs> got in a little bit of trouble or, you know, um, didn't do a great job on that. So we really wanted to be sure that we did that correctly. So um, the, the thing that we did was we found the best person in the world who knew the best, um, who knew the most about licensing and we onboarded him as our music advisor. And um, that's been really a game changer because it's a very complex industry. It's really difficult to figure out. And yeah. So what happens then if some major company or I don't know you know the Collison brothers or whoever <laughs> come along and they want to give you an awful lot of money but they want to buy Hognote from you and Perry I mean, what's, what's well, the reaction going to you be? you know if somebody wants to come along with you know a 10 billion euro check we might consider it <laughs> that's well the interesting thing with, with startups a lot of them actually that's what their goal is is they want to go along for a little bit of time and then sell so for us we as you know like this wasn't our background I was as technical as I I knew about as much about tech as I did about sports Joe which will say a lot <laughs> from our, my days here so what we said if we were going to do this we were going to take it as far as we possibly could and and that's why we took our time at the beginning to get things right. We didn't want just a quick sale, just to sort of do this for the crack, if you like. We really wanted to see if two women from Limerick could grow and scale a successful business and, you know, do really well with that and turn it into a global brand. So that's the journey that we're on. We'll see where that takes us. And of course, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But because I think one of the hardest things for somebody who is building up their own beloved product mm. is a decision that might come at some point, right? We have to let this go. I mean, emotionally, it's, it must be very difficult. They say that, like, there, that there is almost a grief <laughs> associated with it. Um, but then it depends. I think some people are more attached than others. There are some founders and they, all, they, all they do is create new apps and new businesses and they scale them a little bit and then they sell them. So for us, probably we are more emotionally attached to it because of how it originated. Like, it came about as you know, because of a user need of mine when my friend was going through a difficult time and I couldn't be there for her. And then the song came on the radio that brought all back all these memories. And I knew that if there was a way to turn this into it, you know, digitally gift wrap it, if you like, and send it to her, it would say everything that words couldn't. And so because we took it from that place of like, it was something that we needed and that we've created, we're not copying something else or it's not something that we just decided we have this piece of tech, let's try and sell it. So we're a little bit more invested in it, probably emotionally, you're right. Can this be lonely? What, startup the, finding? Yeah, the whole process. Absolutely, there are tons of books around that. It's such hard work. They say that it's like um, 
jumping out of an aeroplane and building the parachute on your way down. And it really does feel like that. So the important thing is to, to definitely um, have peer support groups. So there's groups like Awaken Hub. This is for anybody out there now who's thinking of starting their own business. Be aware it can be a difficult journey. It can be lonely. Certainly surround yourself with people who believe in you. Work on your own, you know, keep, make sure that you're healthy and that you take care of yourself as well and try to get that balance right. But Awaken Hub is a, a, a group for female founders and there's lots of other female founders there and we can support each other. The thing I would say is that very few people can understand it because it's such a different way of life. So that can have an impact on on now, friendships. And I have enormous time for my sisters. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine working with them and they definitely couldn't imagine working with me. That's so, everybody says that to us. I will say I have three sisters, so I don't know if I'd work with all three as well as I work with, with Perry, but myself and herself, like I, we're being besties like forever. We get on really well. And one of the things about us as well is that we're actually quite different. So not just physically, <laughs> we look very different, but also she's a real morning person. I'm a night owl. You know, she's into the details and the kind of the stuff that I consider quite boring. And I'm more into the sort of big vision stuff. So we very, we don't really step on each other's toes that much. There isn't that much for us to argue about. And we're both still very aligned in terms of where we want to take this and um, how far we want to go. And we support each other very much. That said, we have our moments. And I would say that's the other thing about working with family is you can have a huge blowout, you know, absolutely kill each other. And then you're fine a couple of hours later. Whereas I feel with this, with startup life, because it is stressful like that. If I was working with just, you know, a colleague or somebody I didn't know so well, it could be a little bit more. Hmm. Founder fallout, they say, is a huge reason for startups. Jackie, do you miss working in the media at all? I do. Every time I come in here, I'm like, maybe I'll say to you, we'll be doing an entrepreneurship show or something. I do. I feel like the buzz of the media, you know, as you know, I used to work here. I worked in the Late Late Show and live TV and even here, like on live radio with yourself, there is, there is always, it's very people focused, you're, you're, you know, front facing and just the buzz of that. Absolutely. I think it's something I'll always go back to. It's something that never leaves you if that sort of, you know, you're passionate about people, basically, and storytelling. Um, I think that's something that's always there. So, yeah, I do. I really do. Mm. Some of the best memories, I've, I've career memories I have are working here. Yeah. So for Hug Note then, 2024, do you see it as a very big year, a really important year, or I, is it just part of the no, journey? This, this is a big one. I feel like this needs to be the year now where we turn that corner that we've been sort of doing all the groundwork for all the last couple of years. So we have to be a bit brave this year. We're back and forth to London a lot. We're doing an accelerator program there that finishes in January. Um, for startups that are scaling and raising investment. So the last time we did their previous program, we won um, best pitch and product most likely to use, which was great, which really put us in front of investors and was nice. Um, so we're doing that now. We're opening our investment round then at the end of January and then scaling the team. We're onboarding some new team members now as well. But the goal is to really accelerate now. We've done the groundwork, um, all the hard work really, and now just sort of hopefully hit the ground running. And finally, do you have a physical base in, in Limerick or... We did have, um, but we didn't use it very much. So I sort of live out of a suitcase. I'm traveling a lot. So we do hot desk out of different places. We have a space in Belfast. Um, I go to London a lot and there's a place I work out of there. But when I'm in Limerick, I work from home. I find that really, I think because of COVID, people just got used to that being comfortable and being in your own space and I can have my music on and, you know, get my coffee whenever I need to. And it just... 
Um, but if I, I would actually say that it would be great if there was a space for startups in Limerick, just putting that call out there, because there isn't really. In Dublin, there is a lot of hot-desking places where people, even who have ideas, can arrive with their laptop and um, work with each other for the day and have that kind of space. That doesn't exist here. So if somebody could make that happen, I think that would be brilliant. Finally, I mean, you and Perry could be, and I'm sure often do this hug note job 24-7. So how do you achieve any balance at all? Um, it's tricky. I So you may not know, but I'm also a qualified yoga teacher. So I used to teach, I don't at the moment, but it's a skill I think that's been very useful that I can just hop on a yoga mat when I need to. Taking those breaks, little things, making sure you're getting out for some fresh air every day, going for walks. And what we, we try to do every day is look for moments of joy. So even if it's a stressful day, there's always something that's kind of joyful. That even if it's that cup of coffee, really enjoy that cup of coffee and be present and mindful. And um, yeah, connecting with people that you love and having that phone call and, you know, um, making sure that you don't just spend all of your time worrying about what's next. Also celebrating how far you've come and little victories and um, yeah. Okay. Jackie Meskell, great to talk to you. So if people want to sample Hugnote, where do they go? They go to Hugnote.com. So that's H-U-G-G-N-O-T-E. We still have our New Year theme there. So if somebody didn't get to say Happy New Year or Happy Christmas to someone, you can do that still until the end of the week. And we have Happy Women's Christmas, which is this weekend. So you can also send a little hug to someone for a little Christmas and that'll... Um, get you over that <laughs> Brilliant. Um, there. well listen happy new year to you and to Perry who I know as well and I hope 2024 is a huge one for Hugnote and for both of you thank you so much Joe your views your